0: yourself good monday morning everyone you're listening to author talk with me amy with russell and i almost said firm, but sandy sandy is our guest co-host today and our lovely author guest is dick elam so you guys hey talk about a weekend the astros won the world series yay Woo! that's exciting i'm currently at my mom's you guys <clears throat> Because uh, Josh is doing a work trip and then he's going camping. So I'm at my mom's currently. My sisters, two of my sisters are having babies and they're due like two days within each other. So I came for their baby sprinkle that was also on Saturday. So it's just been a fun a fun journey and it's been so much fun. The weekend's been fun. Good morning, Greg. Greg was at NerdCon this weekend. I know Fern also was at NerdCon. So if you saw or Greg there. Kudos to you. But what did everybody else do this weekend? It was such a jammed pack weekend. Russell, what did you do? You're like my traveler.
1: Well, I flew Wednesday to Houston for for granddaughters birthdays and was flooded with uh, two twin one-year-olds and a six-year-old and I got to tell you after an hour, two hours with them, I had to take a nap.
0: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I... I got
1: to be in Houston during the Astros win, and then I got to fly back with all the Phillies fans Sunday morning.
2: Oh, yeah! So I actually
1: enjoyed that.
2: <clears throat> you did enjoy
1: that? Yes, it was great. It was that like was... The, the whole time before the World Series, they were all chanting, we want Houston, we won't Houston, where they got
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different story on the way home, I guess. Yes, it was. Sandy, what about you? I had a great weekend. <clears throat> I um, watched the Astros game, worked out twice at the gym, and then um, I'm watching a new series on Netflix that I was, couldn't wait to get back to each time I went, went, left the house. So I had a great weekend.
0: Oh, good. Mr. Elon, what did you do this weekend?
3: Uh, let's go back to birthday parties. I went to a birthday party. She was a hundred and five years old. At wow! At the at the, uh, uh, at the, the home for uh, assisted living for seniors, where I live now. Uh, In the
2: boarding house, as he calls it. <laughs> yes, the boarding
3: house. Uh, uh, she uh, anyway. Uh, she had four generations she had a great 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 granddaughter, and i thought that you can't hardly beat that
0: wow that's pretty awesome but one 105 and you have you know four generations there too that's pretty oh that's cool
3: well i'm going to want a blog about it i I do a weekly blog so i'm getting ready to do one about her
2: how do they find your blog we're going to be talking about that, but it's on his website, DickElam dot com.
1: Okay, well, we will talk
2: about that. And he has some great Russell. You would love his blog because you know he is from West Texas and uh, from Abilene, and so a lot of his blogging is sometimes reminiscing, sometimes telling stories, and but a lot of it is. Takes place in uh, West Texas.
1: So, Dr. Elam, and it's doctor because you have your PhD, and I have an inclination to call such achievements and recognize them. You're an old oh, West that. Texas boy, is what that means. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. So I, am I. Love that. <coughs> I love went to work early in life on the Evelyn Reporter News uh, when I was in high school. World War II was on and it was ending. And so, then I could type and, and spell so that I got I got hired. <laughs> Excellent. So
1: we want to thank the people listening to our podcast today. Dr. Elam, most of the people that listen to our interview with you today will listen to it on a podcast. They oh. won't see it. We do this live on Monday uh, Monday mornings. And, Amy, how do people find us, and how can they connect with us?
0: Yeah, So we are anywhere that you can find a podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, just to name a few for you to find us. And so we love connecting with our listeners and our watchers. Like Russell said, we do this live clearly Monday mornings at 10 a.m. So go on over to our Facebook group. If you want to interact with us, we always try to acknowledge or engage with everybody. Or you can find any of us on social media. We're all open books. You're more than welcome to engage if you want to be on the show, you can message me personally. I don't know what the 10 is. I'm not getting that.
1: We're top 10. We're ah. top 10 book <laughs> podcast. I forgot to say that. We're yes. top 10 to our shock. Ah.
0: To our shock. Yes. And we are extremely humbled by that. We started this seven years ago with an idea that Russell had and him and Sandy ran with it and. I have been incorporated in it over the years, and so we're just excited that we get to share author stories and the you know person behind the <clears> author's <throat> book. So we love doing this, and we're just so grateful for all of it and all the people that we have met and interviewed over the years. I believe, Russell, over the seven years, we've only had a few that have been duplicates, but it's mostly been fresh, new to us and to... Our listeners, authors, and writers, publishers, every avenue of your writing community. So we have absolutely loved it.
2: And Amy, don't, I would like to say too that if somebody wants to watch it and not listen to it, they can watch it on YouTube, right?
0: Yep. You can watch this on YouTube, on any of our social media channels, and from our Facebook group. You're more than welcome to come and party with us over there. Um, Speaking about author communities, writing communities, tonight on Through the Eyes of Authors, we are starting a new series for the month of November. Before we go into our 12 Days of Page Turners, which, remember, is December 1st through the 12th, new authors. We're going to have six to seven new authors every night for the 12 Days of Page Turners that are all doing a holiday special. So make sure you don't miss out on those all genres every night. On top of that. Through the eyes of authors tonight, we are diving into the publishing realm, all aspects of it, different ways of publishing, different avenues to go about it, what all is encompassed and what traditional, hybrid, self-published, what are things to look for. So we're diving into that tonight. Our guest is going to be Alexa Bigwarf. She's going to be talking about what she does in her publishing company that may be a little bit different than what other publishers do as well so you're not going to want to miss this series coming up and you know let's throw in the fact that it is november and thanksgiving is coming up you guys so on top of that um also we're today let alone today we're going to have a ton of author talk shorts coming up this week you guys to hear from all of the authors that are participating in the 12 days of page turners to hear about their books and you will learn about their promotions like i said on the 12 days of page coming up in december it's a busy time of year you guys the holidays are here and you know i we're just you know i like to run around with like a chicken with my head cut off and drive myself insane so it's going to be a lot of fun make sure you tune in to it but other than that you guys i am all set to get dick elam talking about his book so sandy <laughs> take it away
2: I'm, yes, I can't wait to share with you. But one of the things I was going to say, based on what your series in November is, is that um, Dick and I have been working now for the last, since I retired from full time, I have been working with him and we're working on finding an agent. So the most different thing I've done, because my whole career was working with independent authors and Um, So helping them tell their story that this has been different and we've uh, unfortunately have not found an, an uh, an agent yet. But there's um it's fun it's the ch- it's a challenge to get the pitch right to find an agent that's specifically looking not just for your genre but for your specific topic and your who your uh, protagonist is. there's all kind of things, and it's been a huge learning experience for me to be able to do this with Dick. So Dr. Elam, you're absolutely right, Russell. Dr. Elam has definitely been an exciting thing for me in retirement to work with him and, and to work on these agents. So, so the reason we're here to go ahead.
3: Sandy was working with my number two daughter, Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Darwin, is, uh, and uh, uh, she has a book about roller derby, <laughs> Darla the Roller Derby Queen, which she has published. Yeah, if you
2: remember that, I actually went with her
3: to a roller derby. So So, uh, Cindy just handed Sandy off to me.
2: (laughs) She did. She goes, I think my dad needs to work with you. And so one of the reasons we're coming on today, this specific day, is because he and his daughter, Cynthia, Cindy, both um, submitted a short story to allen's texas authors short story competition um and it and they won they both are in the book so it's a father and daughter story we tried to get her to be able to be on today too but she was not available so uh she lives a very active life so um as do the entire Elam family, live a, live a very active life. And uh, it's been fun to be brought into it and hear some of the stories and all that. But they both now have chapter. And Dick, what chap? What number of chapter are you in the book and what number is Cindy?
3: I'm number eight and I have uh, typed up and for people I'm signing the book, I typed up that Cindy's number four. Now, there are some of the grandchildren who think that's the way we finished. She was four, I was eight. But, you know, I'm trying to, and who knows?
2: I don't think that had to, I think it's where you fit in the book. But um, so one of the things that you had to do mm-hmm. was to write, uh, or you wrote, you know, why you wrote that story. So, first of all, tell just tell a little bit about the the competition and how you and Sydney got involved and, and your story.
3: Okay. Well, the uh, I had uh, for book number three that uh, you did, I entered a short story about World War II uh, when uh, it was entitled uh, "Who Is Harry Truman?" and the it is a chapter, the first chapter, uh, in, in my longer book, and it's about a fellow who I knew very well. I turned his story into a uh, story about him being in a Japanese prison camp when uh, Truman became president, and they had not seen or talked to anybody for four years, so consequently he was captured on corregidor. And so consequently they had no idea who harry truman was oh and wow the, yeah, yeah anyway that's the first chapter of the book the uh, and that was a short story that uh, he ran in book three and book four he's running another chapter from the book which uh, i happened to re- run across this uh when i was doing all the research uh, for world war Two for the for the Main Street President book, and so consequently, uh, it—that's a short story in in this particular book. So, so and what chapter? <clears throat> what, what
2: chapter is it in the book?
3: Oh, I think uh, eleven, twelve. Well, oh, okay. well I, I don't go by chapters. Uh, I I do that's a chronology. True.
2: That's Yeah, uh,
3: true. Yeah, from when the chronology is from when Roosevelt died to when my. Historical fiction. President Henry Stricker, who was the governor of uh, Indiana, when he is becomes president, uh, I found this out while in Indiana, and found out that Tricker had been contacted by Roosevelt as a possible running mate, and since Tricker had got more votes in nineteen forty four than. Uh, then uh, Roosevelt in mean, nineteen forty. Then Roosevelt got uh, in, in Indiana. So, but anyway, uh, my assumption is: what if Tricker had been the president instead of Harry Truman, and would the uh, decisions have been different?
2: Mr. Russell had a question uh, before
1: we get too in depth with. Uh with his book. I would love for the people listening and to find out the background of Dr. Elam because it he is a very impressive man. Dr. Elam, would you tell us about your career? Because uh, it's it's quite a big deal.
3: Hey Russell, there's lots of people who suggested you were you had so many different jobs you just couldn't hold a job, could you? Anyway. <laughs> well, you yeah. were a
1: longhorn, so it's kind of a big deal well, to
3: me. Uh, actually, <clears throat> uh, I started roping off a horse, but at age 15, I did a roundup, and I said, I don't want to be a cowboy. So I got a job at the newspaper and uh, wrote for, part-time and edited. Uh, then uh, went to Texas, edited the Texas... I went back to the abilene reporter news uh left it to do a weekend television job and and sell mud in the oil field uh that's really mud and chemical company and okay so i made a little money in the oil field and so i got in the television business i made a little money in the television business and so so i retired it pretty early in life and that and my daughter cindy came in and said, well, we were in Austin. She said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, put down unemployed. Maybe we'll get something. And uh, Cindy said, I can't put down unemployed. You have the boats, the two car, four boats. Uh, What should I put down? I said, put down investments. And Cindy said, I put down investments. You'll think you're unemployed. And uh, Russell, that's what I decided I'd better get off the streets. I was embarrassing my children. I went back to school, got a master's, and they asked me to teach, and that was a that was a big mistake. I I didn't talk for the rest of the till nineteen ninety six. And then anyway. after
2: you after you retired from from U T, the Longhorns, then um, how did you how did you happen to be um, teaching at the University of North Carolina?
3: And, the interest of what?
2: How did you get to North Carolina?
3: Oh, well, uh, that's where I, I went to get the PhD. And so they hired me back after I went to Texas. So,
2: okay. Out, so you, outside
3: of a uh, one year sabbatical in um, uh, University of Hawaii uh, in Honolulu, uh, it wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, that's the
1: right place to have a sabbatical.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: and so yeah, you so the so last
3: yeah, time uh russell i even uh, uh as part of uh, my uh when i was selling and chemicals i had to travel quite frequently into oklahoma houston other places so i even learned to fly so i did a lot of flying so well, you've done a
1: lot. You were also the dean of the communication school at the University of Texas before you went to North Carolina, you told me. Yeah, uh-huh. That's a big deal. Uh, well, Yeah,
3: for you and me, I hope it is for everybody else too. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and also one of the things, when I first met him, he was telling me that he was head of the yacht club in Abilene. And so I'm like, why do they need a yacht club in Abilene, Texas? I mean, is that anywhere near the water? And it really is. So he's definitely been been involved with boats quite a bit as
3: well. well with yachts. I thought I, thought I was tailboat racing, yeah. Abilene has Fort Phantom Hill Lake. It's two miles long. There is water in Abilene. <laughs> no.
2: And it's on the map because I saw it. But then your 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 actual <laughs> first book that you wrote or had published was Ann Bonnie's Wake. And that's mm-hmm. when we first, when I first started working with him. And that takes place in North Carolina. So tell a little bit about that book. And that's, he has now has yeah. an entire series.
3: Yeah. And Russell, I noticed you, you've written Murder for Me. So I, uh, it's a, 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 Ann Bonnie's Wake is a thriller uh, in which they, uh, uh, we sail along the uh, intercoastal waterway and run in into all sorts of bad guys that we have to defeat. And I have now written uh, in; it's in the machine in the computer. I've got two, three, and four, and I'm working on number five of what I call the uh, Maggie and Hirsch series. So they're So I like you. I like. I enjoy writing thrillers. And, you know. The story just keep coming. Yeah.
2: And Anne Bonny's Wake, was the title of it is the name of a
3: infamous,
2: boat. well, it's boat. also the person, the uh, um, pirate. She was a female pirate, Anne Bonny. And so how did that play into, that was just the name of the boat that you named the book yeah, after. Yeah,
3: we named the book, but, but the uh, uh, partner I had in the boat they named it Ann Bonney because they lived on the Carolina coast. And the story of Ann Bonney, the female pirate, is big in that part of the world. They, uh, they remember her very well.
2: And I found out that when we were working on that book and helping mm-hmm. with the launch of that book, actually, because um, I just did a search for Ann Bonney and found out she was a female pirate. I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean... He doesn't say that much about it, but it really, I think, is one of the interesting things about the book is the story of all the female pirates, and she was the leading leading one. So, so from from um, Anne Body's Wake and that series, and then now the one we are pitching to an agent. So, how did you happen to write that book?
3: Well, the uh, <clears throat> I was in Indiana uh, in Knox when. And- Many of uh, my Kentucky hillbilly family had moved to Knox during World War II. And the governor of Indiana, fellow named Henry Stricker, lived in Knox. And his his house, which was a museum, was only six blocks away. So I went over there. First thing you know, I'm researching uh, Henry Stricker like you wouldn't believe. I then got into World War II, I went through a great deal of World War II, 1945, and recovered and did a bunch of research on that. So consequently, Schricker chronologically has all the decisions to make that uh, Harry Truman did. He just doesn't always make them the same way.
2: And that's one of the, um, the th- things that we are pitching. Uh, it's one of the things I put in was um, it's like Chris Wallace's book, Countdown 1945. Then this is a, a book that really counts down the end of the war. And here, it, it, the whole story is, like he said, a premise. What if? What if Henry Schricker, who was governor of Indiana, had been asked to be or had accepted the invitation to be vice president with Roosevelt in his last term. Then here with this man, well-liked, well-respected, faith-based, church-going governor of Indiana, now he's faced with... First of all, he wasn't. He's faced with being the president because Roosevelt dies shortly after the new term begins, and then um, the next thing is um, he finds out he knew nothing about the atomic bomb, and now he's faced with the decision: does right. he does he do that? So, just tell a little bit about that part of the story and how you. Yes.
3: Well, let me say first, Tr- Tricker played the or- uh, played the organ at the Lutheran church, and he was quite a piano player. He played the piano early in the morning to wake all the children up. He had three children, uh, but so he uh, <clears throat> uh, so I, uh, I see this as a musical as soon as somebody buys the movie rights. So. But the uh, uh, the interesting thing was that. Uh, uh, and, and this is historically correct, Truman did not know about the Manhattan Project, and I, many people know that, and he was informed after he became president. Well, uh, I do the same chronology, and Schricker finds out about the Manhattan Project shortly. Well, with, uh, shortly after he becomes president, and then... What do you do with an atomic bomb? And that's the decisions that are that are made all through the book. Uh, I, I, if, I, if I've got anything that might be a little bit different, uh, you get the decisions in the head of the president. You know, how did he come to this particular decision? And was he satisfied with uh, dropping atomic bombs? Uh, you know, what was his thinking when he found out Stalin also knew they had developed uh, the, uh, the New Mexico test, which is the uh, atomic bomb, but Stalin uh, knew that also. So so that, that that's what I've, the historical picture I'm trying to cast. Uh, I'd like to think there would be a national audience for the, we'll see
2: we have a lot to compare it with today because we're not with all the threats of armageddon and all of that it's like are we living in a time where people will, where they will have to make it some kind of decision like that so that's been one of the and if what if parts of the story so anything else you want to tell about the book that we're pitching to it, agents
3: well the uh <clears throat> except uh the story about uh, looking for roots is the short story that uh, has just placed eighth or fourth or whatever in, in the book, you know, like that. And it's a story about a Black corporal in the uh, balloon barrage group in England after the uh, or after the Nazis have been defeated. And he is still in Europe waiting to get back, get enough points. Um, I, 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 I you know I'm so old. I was 17 years old, standing in the Aberdeen Reporter News, uh, night when they dropped the bomb on Nagasaki, and I was getting ready, you know I was getting ready to graduate from high school. Hope the Navy would take me. You know, and the war was still on. So a lot, a great deal of what's in the book is what I knew personally, and. It, takes up a bunch of the home life of people. When we had food rationing and uh, uh, gardens that people put out, you know, so they'd have food to eat and which you color the oleo at, at the time to make it look like butter. I mean, there, there's a lot of stories from World War II that are more than just the battles
2: right right absolutely so so that's that's what we're pitching and uh it's a it's a great book great story and uh when you kind of get it it's really hard to put that into a pitch like how do you say in one in less than 300 words <laughs> that uh what, what this book is all about and that's that's our challenge so um Anything else do you want to talk about, Dick? Any, uh, any, what, what about future? Anything else, thing you're working on?
3: Well, uh, the um, daughter Cindy and I have uh, decided we will write a book together. And so it's going to be a book of short stories. And, and and it's going to be Horses That Talk, I think is, uh, is going to be the title. Yeah, something like that.
1: Who knows? Horses do talk if you know if you know
3: them well enough. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can put that quote. You can put that quote in your book.
1: It's true. So uh I'm dying to hear a little bit about the story in the new anthology.
2: The one that's in the short story book. Book
1: eight, number eight in the, yes. Oh, okay. What's it about? Uh,
3: that was the, it, looking uh, for roots. Yeah. A uh, corporal, black corporal, uh, still in England, trying to get enough points to get home. So, it, to then get to be part of the invasion of Japan, you know. Uh, but anyway, he uh, goes out looking for his roots. Uh, he was, uh, his uh, forebears were slaves brought to the United States and they were on a farm across the river from the birds plantation in Virginia. And uh, it, it, Robert Hound, which is in Kent, was a fellow who had come to the United States and had slaves. Well, the uh, <coughs> slaves, as you probably are, I'm sure you know, took the owner's name and so they took the name Elham, which got pronounced Elam and so this is Corporal Elam in Elham, in Kent looking for his roots and he goes to the pub and, uh, and that's the story.
2: Wow.
1: Okay. I, I want to read that.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Well, it's in it. So, Amy, did you get the co- uh, picture of the cover that I sent to you? If you uh, don't have, if you don't have it, that's fine. But um, I've got one. Okay, so there. to the, be ready. Look at it. I love it. Okay, yeah. so that's the latest short story anthology that okay. Allen with Texas authors. Yeah, move, move, move it over this way in front of the iPad. You're you're looking I'm, at the I'm iPad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yep. Move it over here. Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. I got, got
3: two people he, help here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's got two computers there. Yeah. So, um, so yes, that's the latest short story book, and um, his is number eight. And his daughters is number four. What's Cindy's uh, t- the title of her chapter again?
3: Uh, family tree.
2: This
3: family tree. It's about DNA.
2: Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So Alan doesn't do this, I don't think, every year, but he does it every t- two or three years, and so this is the second time. So you were in the first
3: one, the one, the last one he I had. And he now I, he apparently he's done four. This is number four.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So you've been in two of them now. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So, um, Russell, does that answer your question?
1: Yes, it does. Uh, where can they find the book?
2: That book is found on the Texas Authors website. There is a, I'll put that in the comments, but it's not working right now. I tried it last night <laughs> and it wasn't working. So. Right. Don't go there today. Don't go
0: there now. It's a Monday, okay? I mean, if 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 everything is working on a Monday, it's a great day, okay? It is. It is. So it's the whole thing because I'm on my mom's computer, who's an Apple, and I use a Microsoft and. I can't share my screen because it's locked and I don't don't have time to figure it out. I was in the process and I'm I'm not used to it. So, Russell. Well,
1: we knew there was a problem because you gave me a dirty look when I I messaged you to share the book.
0: I'm so sorry Uh, for my dirty look. I just was like, please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. Dr. (laughs) Elam, she is... She she acts like
1: she's this sweet young woman, but she is she's a, a badass. Fire.
0: I'm a spitfire. Let's <laughs> be honest. I am. Uh, I can be nice. And you, you know
2: what? Like, and you're sure. proud of it, aren't you?
0: <laughs>
1: sometimes she's proud of it. Sometimes she's not.
0: <laughs> That's true, That is a very sometimes
1: true. her husband goes on camping trips.
0: <laughs> yes, to get away from me to take a breather. I do under I do understand that, but. Yeah, so that's why I can't share it. So Dickie, I am so grateful that you had your cover available because I am trying to figure out how to work in Apple at the moment. So I've never felt so dumb in my life as I do right now. I feel very dumb. It I'm- is
2: hard to know exactly what to do. So, and I, I'm on my laptop, my uh, Windows laptop. So I don't have, I don't have the what I said to you on this computer. It's on my one that's right here next to me. It's a so Monday. Good It is Monday. a Monday. Every it time. is a Monday. Good Sunday for sure. Oh my gosh.
1: So I have a couple of questions. Can I ask Andy?
2: it's, it's perfect timing.
1: So Dr. Elam, you said that for a while you were the editor or the publisher at the Daily text and the university my newspaper paper,
3: 4950 So were
1: you the were you the were you the student editor or were you the faculty supervisor?
3: Well, i was the amateur Okay. I'm a student editor, not yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, did you... I'm a senior. Did you ever yeah, get I mean, any... Tra- uh, you'll be happy to know, Russell, that uh, things were pretty tumultuous at the campus in those days. I'm shocked. got uh, a smoke bomb put in my in the motor of my coop. You know? <laughs> oh, my yeah.
1: So did you uh, ever get in any trouble as editor at the Daily Texan for something you put in there?
3: Uh, 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 only the legislature wanted to do away with me. <laughs> so yes. How <laughs> much trouble did a man need?
0: I love that. I love the, uh,
3: that. If, if you're wondering why I got in deep trouble, uh, I, was, I was concerned that we that the student body president uh, came in and told me, don't run that story. And the story was that they had a meeting on campus and a fellow from uh, 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 San Antonio University and suggested uh, that we're going to organize the Student Government League across the state of Texas. If we do that. Let's not miss the black colleges. Let's invite the members of their student government. Like that, I championed that, and uh, I got in deep trouble. They only only tried to impeach me for that. So, Uh,
1: so it was a righteous uh, trouble that you got into,
3: don't don't you think? I I I wrote a column about who's running for governor and. I said you have to wait the old saying is you have to wait to the when the uh get the uh, dogwood bloom in east texas before you announce and people were already announcing for governor and i got a letter which i wish i'd kept it, said, it still had and it said, and they said for your information that tr- you've got the dogwoods in the wrong place but i'm glad to see you finally writing about something white for change and oh, my God! In 1950. In 1950 that wasn't easy. That, it, what, what year were you at Texas,
1: Russell? I was there when Earl Campbell was a senior. It was a great year to be at the University of Texas. Because uh, we got to watch uh, Artistry on a football field.
3: <laughs> well, I was... Darryl Royal invited me to be coach for a day when Earl Campbell played his first game and he ran for 78 yards for a touchdown. So, yeah. Remember? Those
1: were that's a good days at the University of Texas. Yeah, and if you. If you now, we're yeah. probably boring the entire pod. Yeah, I got to prob- blog
3: about it is Campbell would have my telephone number in case the Earl didn't do well. But, uh, <laughs> now, what's
1: this blog that you write? Because Sandy said that you write a blog on your web page yeah. and that it's a very good blog.
3: Well, good for her. <laughs> the, uh, it's DickElam.com. And uh, uh, I call it Ben there, but I, I, I've i done about 200 or so of them. And uh, uh, one, one or two you would like about the University of Texas, I think. Yeah.
2: And there's um, so let me go back to the blog. I'm on his website over here on my computer. So uh, the one for November first, um, uh, that one. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would pronounce his last name Tom.
3: Crabtree. Street.
2: Tom okay. Yep. Okay. So and that's about the Chapel Hill. So, um, then yeah, the one that's,
3: that's about Chapel Hill and El Campo and Houston.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at the title of it, so I didn't, didn't read the right. whole thing. But there's different, some of them are about his days at UT, some are about his days in, um, Abilene. Many of them are about sailing, sailing, um, uh, boats and, um,
3: sailboats. And, and then, Andy, Andy, stand by. Because I, I'm beginning a novel, I or something on at the, at the old folks' boarding house. <laughs> you can't believe what happens here. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet.
2: <laughs> you mean in addition to hundred and five year old birthday parties?
3: Oh yeah, that's just, that's just be, That's just one of the events. <laughs> yeah.
2: Russell, Russell, I was going to tell you that on Saturdays, whatever we have going on, it doesn't happen if there is a UT game of any kind. So uh, we've had to move meetings around. We used to be on the Saturday socials, but not if there was a UT game. going. Yeah, I don't
1: believe in. In fact, I got in trouble just this weekend because I refused to go to some church thing next weekend because... Texas plays TCU.
0: Yeah,
1: what? Church or Texas versus TCU? Well, obviously, I'm going to stand for the college football game. <laughs>
3: why well, would my wife
2: even think I would do something different? Why, Belinda? What were you thinking?
3: Yeah, well, I uh, uh, we are having a memorial service for a longtime friend of mine uh, who married my closest friend, and they eloped. And I gave I gave away the bride at age twenty something or other. Anyway, Christine died at Greenhill. She was taught at Green Hill School here. But that's an afternoon service. So Russell, we're gonna get home in time to watch ball game.
2: <laughs> so even funerals have to be played around the football games and. <laughs>
3: Okay. Well, I don't know why you have to ask that question. So. <laughs> I know.
2: It wasn't a question. It was a statement.
1: Do you do blogs? Do, have you done any blogs about your time in North Carolina?
3: Yes, about a few. Yeah. Now, the, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, the one time about Tom Kratryk, who died in Houston uh, recently, uh, is is North Car- basically a North Carolina story. Yeah, uh, I had some interesting experiences in, in North Carolina. Uh, I, I, I have not done a blog of it, but uh, one fellow said, well, uh, uh, in, the, in the teacher's lounge, he said, well, and I was standing nearby. Elam Elam's really upset that Lyndon Johnson is uh, and not going to run again for president. This is after Johnson had come on TV and announced he wasn't going to, to run. And he said, problem is, he says that Lyndon Johnson is the only guy who was president who didn't have an accent.
1: Yeah, I actually completely understand that. I have to ask you before you get off, though. <laughs> Amy doesn't.
3: <laughs> do you... Uh,
1: did and you ever go to Johnson, North Carolina versus?
3: Johnson had a Texas accent. You, he, oh, he never got rid of it yet.
1: No, he never wanted to. So, did <laughs> you? While you were in North Carolina, did you ever go to a Duke versus North Carolina basketball game? Were you? Were you ever admitted?
3: I've, I've been to several. Yeah. The greatest
1: basketball
3: in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Dean Smith and I were acquainted. He was a he was a coach. So, uh, we yes. <clears throat> we we used to hit golf balls off the driving range together. <laughs> How do you feel
1: about the old saying that he was the only that uh, Michael Jordan when he played there? Dean Smith was the only person that could stop him from scoring.
3: <laughs> True, sure. That's true. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah, I, I yeah, I even have one member, several members of the uh, basketball team for students, and uh, <coughs> uh, for courses, and one of them is Jimmy Black, and and he's on, uh, you know, you can see him on television every time they play the, you know, in, uh, the, the championships, yeah. Yep.
1: Have you ever considered writing a story about when you uh about the problem when you were editor at the University of Texas and wanted and you were supporting including the black schools in the uh student organization?
3: I do I do I my daughter remind me I, I have written a, a you know, a one page blog about that. Yeah yeah and you know I figured that was enough but okay yeah well they also uh, they also had a cross burn down at the law school down at the bottom of the hill it, it was it, it that's where it was uh, yeah the uh, unbelievable it, this is the time when he and Marine sweat was uh, came back to do a law degree and they had all these law teachers in one student and uh, separate but equal with so, so what they were working on at the time, and uh, so, uh, that tumultuous time.
2: And Russell, I know we're coming time to time to close, so um, I'm going to turn it back over to Amy. Dick, thank you for being here. Uh, for those of you that don't, did we talk about his age? He's 95, and, He's um, and still, still going, still going strong. And as you can tell, it's still just one step ahead of me when it comes to being sharp and and uh, on fast and quick, quick with the answers. And when he writes something in his West Texas kind of um, way with words, it really is great to read. I love reading it. Um.
0: No, i love it and dick i know i know you told us you were you were 94 Ooh. and that's just
2: impressive. i thought i thought you had just had your 95th birthday was it your 94
3: 94 lady yeah
2: okay so yeah. didn't mean yeah. aging any <laughs> no and you and have I,
3: about I 105 to shoot for yeah, yes you do
0: though. i love it and you have accomplished so much dr elon so we are all very honored that you joined
3: oh, us. we be honored.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. We are so honored that you joined us this morning and would come and just talk to us. I mean, this has been such an interesting and fascinating conversation. So we thank you all Amy, very Amy, much. Yes.
3: You're to do books. He does books. She does book. We lost our reputation when we came in here. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Well, you guys listening, we have plenty of author talk shorts coming this week. I believe we have 20 to be exact coming this week. So you will not be short on content from author talk, but until next time, you guys, we hope you all have a fantastic Monday, a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you all next Monday. Bye everybody.